You may have heard of us, but you might not know Bank First is a community bank that has no fee ATM access, interest and perks earning checking accounts. With online and mobile banking, mortgages for every stage of life, and modern business banking for businesses, small and big. We keep it all together to put you first. Do you bank with us? You should. Bank First is an equal housing lender and a member of FDIC. Well, welcome to Sunday Coffee. I'm Bart Gregory along with Charlie Winfield. We're in the Farm Bureau Studios, the roving Farm Bureau Studios. Charlie spent all day yesterday in the fine city of Vicksburg. And I will say this, the nice, fine people of Vicksburg did a phenomenal job when they put together a sports park facility. And uh, so we were down there yesterday, headed back today, and uh, saw a couple of good folks yesterday, a couple of good Bulldogs, talked baseball all day yesterday. and So let's talk baseball this morning. Um, do we talk baseball on this show? Uh, I saw Chris Jans yesterday. You want to talk basketball a little while? <laughs> hey, let me tell you this. The more and more I'm around Chris Jans, the more and more I enjoy talking basketball with Chris Jans. Um, so let's look back at the last two days. And, of course, we're in the Farm Bureau studios. Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. Check them out at favorites.com. Farm Bureau, they've been a part of my life since my inception. My parents were Farm Bureau. I'm Farm Bureau. And just great customer service with Farm Bureau agents across the state of Mississippi. Go to favorites.com. Charlie, uh, I guess right out of the gate. And yesterday, as I was watching 11-year-old baseball, and watched an inning in which one uh, four runs scored on one hit. And I was like, you know what? This is detrimental at 11-year-old, is detrimental at 9-year-old, is detrimental at 15-year-old, and is detrimental in college baseball. And that's kind of what we saw in the game on Friday. When you give up four runs on one hit, you uh, that's kind of a recipe for disaster. It's kind of the story of the season so far, isn't it? We just can't seem to throw enough strikes. And when we do, we get hit a little bit more. But the walks, Bart, I was going back this morning, and I was looking at the walks per nine innings that we have allowed this year. I want to see where we were right now compared to where we were right now a year ago. So not at the end of the year, but this same spot of the season. And, you know, normally I'm a conference rankings guy. That's normally where I look. But I kind of was curious as to what it would be overall, nationally. So last year, at this time of the year, we were 79th in the country in walks per nine innings. So, you know, not great, but pretty good. Uh, We're 189th. So you're 110 spots worse. Last year at this time, we were 16th in the country in ERA. Right now, we're 142nd. In walks plus hits per innings pitched, so whip, Last year, we were at 18th. Right now, you're at 100. And so, I know we'll talk hitting in a little bit, but I go back to this. You can break this thing down a 100 different ways. You can tear the numbers apart. You can argue about moving runners and bases loaded, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're just not throwing enough strikes. And to me, that's the difference in where we are now and where we were a year ago. Charlie, we talk a lot about our text groups. And, hey, let me tell you, I love all my friends. That's why I let them in a text group. But yesterday I kept hearing over and over and over that this team has quit and this team has mailed it in. 
But, Charlie, let me tell you, teams that mail it in don't take a 4 nothing lead in the third inning. You know, teams that have quit lay down when you're down 4 to nothing in the Friday game. This team hasn't quit. This team has had some decent at-bats, built-out leads. And, hey, they took an early lead in the game yesterday, which is exactly what you need to do. But there are some deficiencies with this team. You talked about it just a moment ago. I mean, with the walks, and you start looking at where you are this year compared to last year. And this team just has some deficiencies. And we've talked about it all season long, and it's kind of the same deficiencies. It's not as simple as Grandpa sitting in the stands yelling at a guy on the mound, hey, throw strikes, throw strikes. I think what you've seen is, I think you've seen some guys in the bullpen who have lost a lot of confidence. And in years, okay, so you start thinking about, you know, a Tanner Allen. We talked to Tanner on the show this past week. You know, guys like Tanner Allen, guys like Landon Sims, um, when they, you know, when, when Tanner Allen strikes out, he was like, yeah, that's a lucky son of a gun. When Landon Sims gives up a home run, he says, you know what, that's a lucky son of a gun. And he goes right back to it. I think sometimes in the back of our mind, our confidence has gotten shot in the bullpen. And whether it's being scared to give up big hits, it's almost like being scared to, to get a shot blocked in basketball. And then when something bad happens, it's almost like here we go again. And that's tough to come out of. I mean, we've all been a part of teams where this has happened. And um, I think it's just happening on the back end right now of our bullpen of of guys that are out there that just doesn't, they don't have any confidence at all. I think you're right in terms of I don't think this team has quit. I think basically we're the guys who came to the poker table and we bluffed our way through for a while. And now the whole table's figured out we really don't have the cards that we acted like we had. You know, kind of the game's up. We've been figured out a little bit. And I think of tennis. You know, Bart, I, I guess you know something about tennis. You now have tennis courts named for you, which is something I can only aspire to. But I think of the sport of tennis. And in tennis, basically, when you go out on a weekend, you've got your guy playing number one singles all the way through six. So one through six, and the other team does too. And you've basically ranked your guys. And when you're playing one-on-one, two-on-two, you know, you you can feel okay about where you are. But let's say your number one rolls his ankle and he's out. And I know you can do it different ways, but in the hypothetical world, everybody has to slide up. So now your two's got to play the one. And, man, he's, got a t- he's the same player he was. He's not a bad player, but now you're asking him to do more. And now the three's got to play the two. You're asking him to do more. Somebody's got to come be your six who wasn't in the lineup previously. And now you're asking him to do more. And so now imagine a world where your one and your two are out. Now your three's got to play the one. Not only is he he's the same guy he was a week ago, but you've put him in a much bigger role against a much tougher situation. And, you know, screaming at him, hit it harder, keep it within the lines, That doesn't. that's not terribly productive. It doesn't help. And the other is just, look, it's human nature. The more we go out to the golf course and can't hit a fairway, the more we believe we can't hit a fairway. The more we miss three-foot putts, the more we believe we can't hit through. It's just human nature. And then I think about these guys who have struggled to throw strikes, and I still go back to this. Part of the reason they struggle to throw strikes is they get hit more when they do. You know, right now, opponents are hitting uh, 33 points better against us, batting average, than they were a year ago. And so we're getting hit more. We're walking more guys. 
But it's not that those guys are terrible, but it's guys who you would be featuring on a Tuesday who now you're having to turn to on a Friday. And I know it's kind of fashionable sometimes to, you know, get on the pitching coach, but I, and, and this isn't a defense of Scott Foxhall, but what were, what were our options? You know, we put Pico in, he got hit. We put Fristo in, he got hit. I mean, where, what else were we going to do? Um, I just think when you look at it, we're down, we're down people and you're asking people to do things that quite candidly is a, not where they are in their career right now. And this is not making excuses. This is stating the obvious. Is Are you a wretched team? No, not at all. Are you a bad team? No, you're not, you're not a bad team. But when you play in this league, which is one of the best leagues in the country, when you play at big boy baseball, if you have any deficiencies, you're going to be found out. I mean, you can compete well in other leagues right now, but Texas A&M is a top-10 team. Next week, you're going to play the number one team in the country. You know, last week, you played against the team that's in the top 20 in the country. And so when you have deficiencies, they're going to be brought to the forefront, and that's kind of what's happening right now. Is the, You know, we always talk about that fine line about winning and losing. I mean, we could literally be sitting here right now easily having won the first two games of this series. I mean, we, we have played as well as a, we've out hit A&M, out hit them 10 to nine the first day, 11 to nine yesterday. But at the end of the day, that's a loss. You are what you are. And we're 0 two in this series. Now, let me ask you this question, Charlie. The, the thing that I get asked all the time is, is how did we end up here? How did we end up at this point? How do you get to a point where you won a national championship and right now you're scratching and clawing to get in the Hoover. And I just look back, and this is not a knock at our guys at all because, I, like I said, I go back to the point. I still think they're fighting. I still think that they haven't quit. They're playing hard, and it's hard to play in adversity. But at the end of the day, you look at what A&M and kind of how they built themselves for this year. They had a slow start. This is a transfer portal team. This is an old team. And you kind of wonder, hindsight 2020, Hindsight is twenty twenty. If we probably are in this point because we didn't go after the portal probably as hard as we should have last year. No, I think there's something to that, but let me let me back up and kinda look kind of behind your question a little bit and you say, How do we get here? I think another fair question is how did we get where we were last year? How did we become a championship team last year? Tanner Allen came in and played as a freshman in the heart of the order, and had to have some good days and some bad days along the way to get where he was. Now, Tanner was always good, but he wasn't National Player of the Year good. And I would submit to you that Tanner Allen was better because he'd been around. He got an extra half season in there. He was a little bit older, and you had to play him. Rowdy Jordan last year hits 323. Well, how did Rowdy get to be what he was? He'd been out there. He'd started seasons. He'd been through some tough times. You can kind of go through the list. You know, you've got a mix of guys last year who had kind of been around and kind of had to learn, who had to go out to California and get shut down in a one-hit game. They'd kind of been there. And then what do you do? You add some pitching. Now, McLeod had been around, but when you look back, you know, Bednar, I mean, Landon Sims, 
You know, you hit on some guys there, but then it wasn't so much the transfer portal type pitchers that did it for you. But Houston Harding, JUCO guy, made a big old difference. Preston Johnson, JUCO guy, made a big old difference. And you can kind of go through the list of the guys that helped you get where you were. And so at one level, I would say, part of what we're suffering through a little bit are some things you just kind of got to suffer through periodically when your program in many ways was built gradually. And, you know, you say, well, we ought to have more experience. And right, what are we going to do, take Tanner Allen out? I mean, there there just wasn't an option there. And so now the good news, and I think you hit on this, is um, I don't think in today's game, and I actually heard Chris Jan say this, in, and I get it, it's basketball, so it's a little bit different. But what he said is, you'll never hear me talking about building a program because the reality of it is, in today's world, it's about building a team for right now. Baseball is not going to be as dramatic as basketball because once guys come, they're at least around two years, depending on their age, often three. So you can build a little bit more, but I think you can fix it faster. I think we're going to have to. I do think we were too hesitant getting in the portal last year. I think we should have hammered it. And I think part of it is because we were loyal to guys. And if you ask me, if you said, all right, Charlie, you're in charge, I don't care if Cameron James, Brad Cumbus, Kellum Clark, Luke Hancock, Logan Tanner all come back to me and say, Coach, I feel bad about this. I want to be back next year. Say, man, great, glad to have you. Hope you can beat out whoever I'm about to go find in the portal because if he's better than you, he's playing. You know, I mean, I, I think you almost have to go into this with a no mercy attitude, and you got to take a priority on arms. And that's not to say you get rid of a Fristo or a Con or uh, anybody else, but you know you're not going to have Auger next year. You're not going to have Simmons. Um, you're not going to have Landon Sims. We need arms, a bunch of them, and I think I would just hammer, hammer the portal. And you kind of wonder if 12 months from now we're sitting here saying. Hey, we fell in love with the portal too much. <laughs> well, and I think that's a fair point, too, in this regard. You also have to take – you know, you can't bet everything on one year. You've got to build your program. So, if a guy comes in who you know is going to be your catcher and you know he's got a chance to develop and be special the way a Tanner Allen did, you don't go block him with a mediocre one-year rental. You know, you, you, you when you hit it, you hit it with, with a purpose – but you got to also do it in view of what's coming behind. Now, pitching is different, right? Pitching, you don't get blocked. There's plenty of innings to go around. Now, maybe not last year when you had 48 guys on the pitching staff, but in the modern era, in the new post-COVID era, there's plenty of innings, and I don't feel bad about blocking somebody by bringing them in the portal as a pitcher. I don't feel in a situation like you did – you know, and like you have in years past, you start looking at the 2015 roster, and then you look at 2016, that 15 team that went 8-22 and 22 in the league. And there was a lot of guys on that 16 SEC championship team that played in 15. I don't feel like this is a problem that can last three years. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't feel like we've taken a step back and, oh, my goodness, we're about to have to climb the mountain again in the toughest league in the country. When you start talking about the transfer portal, and Charlie, you start talking about NIL and the opportunities that our guys get at Mississippi State in baseball compared to other places. And you would think it would be easier because of the opportunities that have been presented to our players right now that you could go to the portal and say, hey, man, let me tell you, 
I can't, hey, quote, unquote, I can't use NIL to recruit you. But let me tell you something. The guys that have been here before, hey, they've uh, – I've stacked them against anybody in college baseball. You probably haven't spent a lot of time sitting around reading the works of Thomas Paine, one of my favorite revolutionary-era authors. The Thomas Paine, who wrote Common Sense and some other influential publications, had to say – not from the time of never until now has there been an opportunity like this. I'm paraphrasing. We've never had a chance. You know, we've, we've sat around and we've, we've said, man, they got to do something. Man, somebody's got to do something. Man, Vanderbilt's got the advantage. These other schools, I mean, boy, we could get Coach Polk going for quite a while, talking about lotteries and scholarships. Here's the bottom line. If we care like we say we do, we can make a difference, and it doesn't, it doesn't take people giving tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars. It helps. But you can make a difference in baseball. If you think about right now, look around the country. How many teams are really honestly going to get involved? How many other schools care about baseball? When I say the schools, not just the school, but the fan base. Cares about baseball the way we do. We say we've got the best fans in the country, and I believe that. Um, LSU will care. They'll do some in the NIL game. Texas will do some just because they're Texas. Who knows about Tennessee? Arkansas will. But as you start to look around, who else is going to get as invested in the NIL game? Is I don't know if we will, but we should and we can. Uh, for me, there is a huge opportunity right there, right now, for our fans to make a very tangible difference in where we're going. All right. First and foremost, this is Sunday Coffee, presented by our good friends at Strange Brew Coffee House. Strange Brew, three locations, the original location right there on Spring Street and Highway 12, University Drive as well in Startwell, then in Tupelo as well at Brupolo. And I've got uh, my blueberry cobbler-flavored coffee this morning with my pods. I ordered a ton of pods a, a couple weeks ago. And uh, so I'm drinking one of the pods today, and sometimes I'll go by the University Drive location and get me some blueberry cobbler-flavored coffee, some of the, the, the bags, and brew it myself. They have actually carry it at Woody's in Noxipater. You can get it with those great chicken tenders over there at Woody's. Hey, it's kind of funny, Charlie. We were in a meeting. You and I were in a meeting a couple weeks ago, and our good friend Charlie Stevenson. You know, Charlie is just a phenomenal human being. They're revamping that Waverly Mansion outside of West Point. And Charlie walks up and he says, we had some had a meeting and had some blueberry, blueberry cobbler flavored coffee. And he was like, let me tell you something. I've heard y'all talk about this blueberry, blueberry flavored coffee. I'm about to drink some. And he was like, you know what? It's not as, he thought, he said, I thought it was going to be like a pronounced. I was like, no, no, no. It's, it's big boy coffee now. It's not your frou-frou true flavored. I mean, it's, it's, it's big time coffee. But anyway, I think we've gotten some folks hooked on the, blueberry cobbler or i have you're you're the black coffee type guy though yeah and i saw my friend brad williams last week i was sitting in strange brew right there on university drive and he walked in and he said uh, he actually had a big thing to go and he said started listening to you guys and i figured i had to get in here but i think they sold him plenty of stuff to go with it too i think he had uh plenty of other people he was trying to feed so yeah look i tell you i still now's the time of year by the way on the location on university drive they got a pretty nice setup if you want to sit outside and in the mornings now look you don't want to be out there mid-afternoon in the mornings i'm known to go out there and get the ipad and start digging into some numbers and trying to figure out what i can do here bart 
I, I can't I can't juggle the order for them. I'd like to. Hey, by the way, let's talk about juggling the order. You know, it's I know that one of the most tempting things to do as a baseball fan is to go back and say, what if, what if. Um, I think if I'm making out the lineup, whether it's four more games or 15, I'm putting Jess Davis in center field and I'm rolling with it. Can I sell you on that idea? Yeah, you got me. He hit the home run yesterday, so I, I feel like you'll probably see him back in the order today. Of course, you know, you look at the at the game on Friday, you know, R.J. Yeager in the leadoff spot, and R.J.'s just been so good in that leadoff spot. Well, we moved Cameron James back down in the order again, down in the seventh spot in the order. In the game on Friday, he went one for four with one RBI. And then in the, the game yesterday, we pretty much did the same thing. And, you know, Jess Davis played in the eighth spot in the order and played in center field and had a couple RBIs in that game, went one for four, and had a home run, his first home run at Mississippi State. And so, yeah, you know, the, the order – uh, it's kind of is what it is right now. Going into today, I'll I tell you what, before we looked at today, let's look at what we talked about in our Friday deep dig. And, of course, that Friday deep dig was brought to you by Trax Plus. Trax Plus with four locations, three in the state of Mississippi, Columbus, Startwell, between uh, Columbus and Startwell on Highway 82, and then in Hickory, Mississippi, Summit, Mississippi, then in Alexandria, Louisiana. And on that uh, Trax Plus deep dig, we talked about – the, the two guys that can kill you with two brothers. My guy was Dylan Rock. And Dylan Rock went one for three in the game yesterday, had a two-run home run, and then he went one for two with an RBI in the game on Friday. And so Dylan Rock has had an, an okay weekend this weekend. And, hey, how about this, Charlie? When we were talking about the game on uh, – on Friday or the weekend, and we started talking about tendencies and things of that nature. What do we say in the Friday deep dig about Troy Klontz, the catcher, that he's a guy that likes to get fastball and go the other way? And lo and behold, that's where he got that big double, that three-run double in the uh, in the game on uh, on Friday. Got the big base hit, went right in the right center field. And, I, and when they showed it in the replay, you know, Brad Cumbus was shaded that way. And that, he was shaded that way, just couldn't get to it, hit right off the end of his glove, is an inch away from making a great play, and you probably win the ball game right there. And it goes back to the whole, whatever you want to call it, game of inches, narrow margins, all that. There's not a game this weekend you don't feel like with one more play you could have won. And that's why one of the reasons that I'm a little bit optimistic here. Who did I pick? Did I have Bost? Boast? Was that my guy? Was it Boast or was it Jack Moss? No, you're right. It was Jack Moss. We talked about Boast, but I, I yeah I did have Jack Moss. Jack's been he's been okay. Yesterday went one for four, drove in a couple of runs on Friday. Moss goes two for four, also reached base on a walk, had a double. So, but it's tough to go through the lineup for Texas A and M and find anybody who's just killing them. Um, they've they've hit the ball. And they've taken advantage of, of free passes, just no way around it. Hey, and just watching this team the first two days, A&M is the team that if they're willing to take walks, I mean, if you're going to throw balls, they will take balls. But, hey, and we hate they, they've taken the same approach that we said on Friday. They've been aggressive early in the counts. You think of Werner, you think of Moss Rock, all these guys, they're up there sitting fastball that first pitch, and they're going to pound it if they get that pitch. They're very aggressive early. But, man, it's almost like a switch flips in that at bat. 
and they go to defense mode. I mean, it's it's amazing how they're just hunting fastball early, and then it's just almost like a two-strike approach, and I'm not swinging at anything bad the rest of the at-bat. You're not going to tell me they, like, tap their chest or anything like that, I hope. they No, I'm not going to say that. Hey, one other thing I saw, Bart, you know, it's kind of this idea is that we're the worst team in the league hitting with the bases loaded. Um, that not that one of those things where sometimes your feelings and the numbers don't match up? You know, you, you kind of feel like, man, we never get a first down here when, in fact, you get more than you think you do. It's the failures you don't remember. I think right now we're sixth in the league hitting with the bases loaded. So our hitting just isn't as bad as people feel like it is. Is that – you know, I look at it, right, last year we averaged 7.2 runs a game. We're averaging 7.1 right now. It's not always consistent, but it's not terrible. I mean, don't don't you feel like looking at this? Let me ask you this, and this goes back to your portal comments earlier. One of the guys that I wanted to sign, that I wanted to go after, was Sonny DeShera. What if, I'm just saying, what if, you had Sonny DeShera hitting in this lineup right now, where are we? And how does it change the entire approach that you have to pitch to our lineup? Keep in mind, as I asked that question, Sonny DeShera's batting average is 399. He's slugging it at 810, and his on base percentage is 569. He leads the league in batting average, slugging percentage, and on base percentage. Add him to your lineup, and how does that change everything? How does it extend the batting order and make everything different about this team offensively? Am I wrong? Well, and no, you're not. You're not wrong. The thing that uh, the thing about a guy like that is not only does he affect the way you pitch in his at bat, he affects the way you pitch two batters and three batters ahead of him. I mean, he's the guy that you're thinking of, and that's the way you used to do Tanner Allen too. That's the way teams used to do Jake Mangum all the time, where it seemed like Jake was up there all the time. You were so worried about how you were pitching in the bottom of the order. I've always said I thought Marshall Gilbert in the nine hole in the order reaped so many benefits of Jake Mangum being at the top. And then you think back at 2018, 19, whenever Marshall was there at third base, and, man, he was batting in the ninth spot, batting over 300. It was because he was getting great pitches. And, hey, to his credit, I mean, he was hitting the ball well. But guys like that just affect the order. And, you know, and I, I'm not taking anything away from our guys whatsoever at all. But but right now, I mean, think about think about your order. Do you have anybody in the back of your mind, if you're pitching, that you're thinking about three batters ahead? And I'd venture to say I, I don't think we do. But all of a sudden, you imagine an order that's got R.J. Yeager hitting at the top, that you got a Hancock hitting second or third, just grinding out some at-bats. Then you've got a DeShera with maybe a Logan Tanner hitting behind him or vice versa. What does that do for Logan Tanner if he gets to hit in front of that? And – I look right now and you say, well, I don't know what difference Portal can make. Look what R.J. Yeager has done for us. Two of the top three guys in the league in batting average are transfers. Sonny DeShera at 399, Jacob Berry at LSU at 378, third in the league. So add, add somebody like one of those guys in your order, and I think we're a totally different team offensively. 
Now, it still doesn't fix your problems on the mound, but, you know, we can only fix one thing at a time, right? At least here on this show. But, Bart, my message is it's just time to – we're going to get better. The sun's going to come out. We're going to be fine. We can fix this. And, I look, man, if you know Chris Lamont, I think one of the most unfortunate things is this mentality that Chris Lamont just kind of sits on the bucket and doesn't, doesn't really do anything. That's just wrong. If you've ever been around that guy, that's just flat wrong. And if you don't think he's being more critical about this situation than we are, um, you just hadn't met the guy. And I just believe this is going to get fixed, and it's going to it's going to get fixed. Now, I think you could make a pretty compelling argument that, you obviously, look, we want to win some games coming in. We don't need a big losing streak. At the same time, I will be kind of glad just to get this car in the garage and move on, send some guys to the Cape, and uh, work on throwing strikes. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. Hey, we're not coming to get you. We're going to leave you out there, and doesn't matter what you do. And that's that That's that Kate mentality. And so, all right, looking at today, Kate Smith for us. And I have not seen where A&M is named a starter. Have you? I have not. So, you really don't know what you're going to get with A&M. With the, but Kate Smith, he, he's been a solid guy for you. And uh, Chris Lamont has talked about this yesterday in the postgame. Hey, it's been hot. It's going to be hot again today. And you threw Casey Hunt a lot the other day. You can just kind of wonder. You know, what you got on that backside. We need good six, seven innings out of Cade Smith today. He's going to have to be pitch efficient. You can't go out there and throw hundred and you know, hundred and five pitches through, you know, six innings on a hot day like today and uh, and be effective late. And so um I thought Brandon Smith, man, you know, he righted the ship the other night. I mean, starting pitching has been okay. I mean, Preston Johnson was was okay, good enough to win. Brandon Smith the other night was good enough to win. And so you've gotten some pretty good efforts. You know, Brandon just got behind early, gave up some runs early, but really settled in nicely. And I thought Casey Hunt got squeezed his first, you know, his first at batter he saw um, by Brandon Cooper, the home plate umpire, and I thought that affected him a little bit. But um, anyway, we need a big start out of K today and to see if we can just salvage one game over in College Station. This has not been the same team since we lost – that uh, I think we got kind of, you know, we kind of got a bit on that Sunday game, that walk-off win against Missouri, and it just kind of put us in a tailspin from a pitching standpoint that we just haven't been able to come out of. No, I think that's right. Uh, and, look, let's just get a win. I, I don't know where we go in the bullpen. Seventh inning has not been kind. The eighth inning hasn't been kind. Man, but, geez, let's just get a win. And, look, let's keep our head up. It's going to get better, Bart. It will. It will. Got a chance to get better in a hurry, too. And, I mean, we can uh, – you know, it goes back to that point of our fan base and what we have the, the possibilities of doing. And Here you go, Bart. I got I got something for you, Bart. little uh, cheer you up. Pump some sunshine here. little Annie. The sun will come out tomorrow. What do you think? You probably never watched Annie, did you, Bart? I'm not a musical guy. Oh, man. You should be. You know, nothing wrong with a musical. Musicals aren't that bad if you go to the right one. I think you just have to go in person. It's like hockey. You have to go in person. You can't watch it on TV. That's 100% true. That is 100% true. It is Hockey is a different sport when you're there. I, it's hard to, you know, when I watch hockey on TV, number one, I can't keep up with a puck. 
Number two, it's hard to appreciate just how good those guys are at skating and how violent that sport is. It's um, it's phenomenal. In any event, hey, Tuesday, I am told, by the way, and I have, I hate to use words like confirm, but I have asked the question and been told that we are going to get to broadcast from the outfield on Tuesday. Hope it doesn't rain. Is it supposed to rain? I don't know. That would be our luck. Man, I've been looking forward to that. It's tough to get excited about a North Alabama game. And so, you know, if we were doing something, if we were on the move, if we were on the edge, I'd like to think we don't cancel that game. But whatever our RPI is, it'll be worse for having played it. Yep. Hey, enjoyed it. I'm back to Vicksburg. Going to watch a little bit, little bit more of 11-year-old baseball. Just sit in the stands and scream really loud, throw strikes. I bet that'll fix it. It's better than the chants that are coming from the dugout. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, that's not a good look. That's not a good look. I hope you don't have those coming from your dugout. The positive is we don't. A few years ago, we had Josh Lovelady as our, as our coach, and we had some chants coming from the dugout, and he turned and says, hey, guys, shut up. This ain't softball. And you know what? The world needs more Josh Loveladies. That's that's a good thing. All right, Bart. So we're on the road. One more game, A&M. Then we're back for four. North Alabama Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday with the SEC champions, the Tennessee Volunteers. If I told you right now you're going to win two games, would you take that deal? Not counting today. No, let me take that back. If I told you right now you got two more wins the rest of the season, would you take the deal? No, no. I'm saying we get today, we get North Alabama, and I'm saying right now we get two next weekend from Tennessee. Okay, so I know we got to go, but I got to ask you, is that because you think Tennessee is saying it's time to put some arms on the shelf and get guys rested to make a run we've already clinched here? Or are you just predicting the Bulldogs come home and get hot? I'm predicting us to get hot. Well, I will say this. I think you're going to be hot here in a few hours on the fields in Vicksburg. So, pack a, what do you call those, the frog togs or whatever those things are? Y'all still have those, the, the sponges, things you put in the in the water and keep? I got like some ammonia water or anything in there? No, but I got the uh, SPF. 185 I'm going to be wearing. Hey, hey, enjoyed it as always. Once again, thanks to our great sponsors. Farm Bureau, go with the home team at Farm Bureau. We're in the Farm Bureau Studios, the roving Farm Bureau Studios. Strange Brew Coffee, go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com to order some coffee, the mugs, whatever you need at Strange Brew Coffee House. And then at Trax Plus, go to traxplus.com, T-R-A-X Plus, traxplus.com. For all that great machinery, if you're looking for some excavators, mini excavators, Massey Ferguson tractors, implements, whatever you're looking for in the equipment world at Trax Plus. And then our good friends at Bank First. Go to bankfirstfs.com for your home home mortgage, mortgage refinance. Hey, the rates are going up right now. Commercial lending, all at our good friends at Bank First. Go to bankfirstfs.com. For Charlie Winfield, I'm Bart Gregory. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Sunday Coffee.